Hey, y'all. Welcome to Fast Cars and Freedom, your worst take network NASCAR podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie. Joining me again today are my boys, Matt and Chris. How's it going? What up, girl? What's up, everyone? So this is episode 10. You know, I was actually, I completely forgot that this was episode 10. I was sitting there like, ooh, what driver are we going to name this episode after? And then I was like, we're on episode nine. And then my dumb self was about to Google drivers who have driven the number nine. And then I'm like, <laughs> oh God, no, stupid. We just did this oh. last week. We were nine and we did the Elliot's. And why did I have to even think to Google that? That's where my brain's at from drinking all weekend. Um, yeah, it's so been a been a rough one. It's that's been a rough for, one. <laughs> that's for damn sure. Matt and I took off work today because we knew we were going to feel rough. Thank God. Right. So we had football at eleven a.m. Then football again at two. Then NASCAR at five. And then we had football the like last quarter of that game, the Saints uh, Packers game. After that, I don't think I went to bed until almost midnight. Actually, I know I, it was almost midnight because I texted a friend happy birthday. At 11.57, because I made it. Chris, I got so hammered, I had to go take a drunk nap. He did go take a nap. Yeah. He did. Oh, my gosh. He took a drunk nap during the race is the worst part. Yep. That's what the truck series is for. I did rewatch it again (laughs) today. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, The truck race, was it it while we started drinking all day? Or that would have been nice. So, anyways... Episode 10, episode Ricky Rudd. Matt and I like that one. Apparently, Matthew thinks we should name it Danica Patrick, but we're not going to do that. <laughs> I'm just, that was an option. There was an option. Yeah, well, it was a terrible option. There's was, been yeah. plenty of other drivers that have driven that number of a It was car. a non option. Uh-huh. It was a fact, <laughs> but not an option. Ridiculous. Uh-huh. Anyways. I appreciate her to trying, you know, like I was so, it was so hard for me not to cheer for her because I wanted her to do well because she was a chick, but she was just not good. No, not good. Anyways. So this is episode 10, Ricky Rudd. Speaking of the truck race that you just brought up, I didn't watch it. Uh, I think I got, what was I doing? We were watching football, weren't we? No, the truck race was Friday. Ah, I think I just didn't. <laughs> I don't know what I did, but I just, no part of me had desire to turn it on. Like, I, I got the notification on my phone from Hulu saying the truck race is starting. <clears throat> but I didn't I have a good feeling a lot of people feel that way about the truck race once it gets to playoff time. It's, it's yeah. fun. It's fun to have that, you know, at, during speed weeks, during Daytona and stuff like that. But the, the appeal immediately drops off because the, you don't have that many uh, well-off drivers. You don't have that many really competitive guys racing there, and it seems like only a couple, maybe the top, maybe the top ten, will have you know difference of you know opinion of drivers. And after that, like once you get to like someone that's around twelfth, thirteenth, it just the, the whole uh, scale level tends to just drop off. And I don't know if that's because there's no money in the lower class of the teams, but it, it seems like you know the same people are up front the whole race all the time and the race itself is very very short and the past couple of races have been very lackluster yeah yeah and and i didn't even watch highlights i thought about doing it before we recorded but then i was like you know i think i'd rather watch the final episode of the boys which i finished and now i'm sad but i still gotta finish that yet 
Yeah, it was. I need, I need to start watching that. That's good. Have you you've not seen it? I have not seen. I've seen commercials for it, obviously, uh, but I've not seen. Please go I've, watch it. I was kind of waiting until you know, I guess a couple seasons since I actually really like binge watch it. Oh, I'm already I mean, you trouble can binge with. watch a, se- a season in like a couple days. No, nah, I can binge watch a season in a, in, in a day. That's what I did with the Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah, Mandalorian's pretty solid too. Yeah, but yeah, I saw um, Sheldon Creed won stage one and two, and Austin Hill won the race. I don't know what else happened in between, um, but congratulations to Austin Hill. Austin Hill is the uh, is Eddie DeHaan's guy in the truck series, so I thought that was pretty cool for him. Right. But, and then I didn't watch the Xfinity race either. I didn't watch the Xfinity race because I went over to my boss's house and played games all night. And then we didn't go to bed till four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Hell yeah. Just a time for a power nap before football. Literally. That's all it was, was a power nap. I got up. I stopped at McDonald's for uh, all the kids. And I stopped at uh, Starbucks for your wife and I. I think I made one more stop. Oh, I stopped at Rancheritos and got refried beans because I was craving refried beans at nine o'clock in the morning. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh-huh. I didn't watch the I didn't watch the uh, Xfinity race either, but I did watch highlights of that. And I know, what was it? Uh, Chase Briscoe, I believe. Chase Briscoe swept it. I think. Dominated. Uh, yeah, he won stage one, stage two, and the race. Nice, uh, but. But from the highlights I saw of that one, though, that race looked like it was good racing. You know what I mean? Like, it looked like it was probably a little bit boring um, as far as, like, for the people who like the wrecks and stuff. Because um, I didn't see a lot of cautions. I know, well, there were, like, two cautions in the first 25 laps or something like that. But it was um, just those guys wrecking all by themselves. So nobody got hurt. Cars weren't completely destroyed, but it did look like there was a lot of good racing out of like the top 10, top 15 cars. So it probably was interesting. I know I recorded it, so I might actually go back and watch it. I just got sucked into the boys today because that's easy to just sit there and watch and do nothing. I was like, maybe I should get up and fold some laundry. No, I'm just going to sit here. I'm just going <laughs> to sit here and eat some of the beans that I have left over from yesterday. Like the same ones? Well, oh my gosh. No, I ordered <laughs> No, I ordered 3 of them. I ordered three, I ordered 3 helpings of them. So I when you were home, weren't you? I I was hungover. You've never gone to Taco Bell when you're hungover and ordered like 20 tacos. And you know damn good and well you're not about to eat 20 tacos, but you know you're going to eat at least 10 throughout the day. See, that's where you just start convincing yourself that, so yeah, I can eat that. I can eat that tomorrow. That's but you know, it's, it, does, it doesn't last no more than an hour. If it just sits there, nah. <laughs> the beans filled me up, though. It was a big helping of beans. So I had I bought three of them, and I ate one yesterday, and then I had one this morning, too. And then I'll probably have one tomorrow for lunch. How about don't judge me, Matthews? How about that? <laughs> I'll eat all the refried beans I won't. Anyways, if, if only we could queue up the Taco Bell, like the, the actual gong or whatever, the bell, <laughs> the bell, it's literally called Taco Bell and you couldn't think of that word. <laughs> hey, the mascot used to be a chihuahua. 
It did. Fair? Oh, I used to collect those. Did oh you have, did y'all like have those? Like little bobblehead chihuahuas? No. They were little stuffed chihuahuas, and you'd squeeze them, and they all had little catchphrases. I don't think I ever messed with those. Am I the only one? Am I showing my age? No. Okay. Whatever. I'm old. It is what it is. <laughs> um, so then we had the... Well, first off, I want to say the Carolina Panthers won yesterday, so bam. Um, and no one in our fantasy pickums picked the Panthers, so that's why I'm in the lead now. You're welcome, friends. Um, but then we had the race at Las Vegas. Matt and I were supposed to be there, so we were pretty salty about that. Yep. So we just found... Go ahead. No, I'm just... I concur. Yeah. I really wanted to go to that track. Yeah, because we got... We got Cheap rooms at the Luxor, which I love that. Ho- was was that you and I talking about that, Matthews? I like the smell inside that hotel. I don't think we were talking about it, but I was talking to somebody. I, if I had to say anything about it, I actually did go to uh, Vegas this past weekend, even though <gasps> there wasn't a race to be had for fans to see. Uh, Why didn't you but, tell us? Well, it was a little surprise. It was a getaway for me and the uh, me and the lady. Oh, but, nice. We would have loved to crash that. (laughs) I guess to bring it back around to racing uh, stuff, I actually got to see most of the pit teams, or sorry, the truck teams uh, come in. And I believe we stayed at Treasure Island and then we went over across the street to the Palazzo, or Palazzo. I forgot which one. It's right next to the Venetian. But uh, we're just walking in, you know, I'm gambling. All of a sudden I look up and I see the GMS. Uh, team for those guys i saw their team i was like oh well i'm gonna go grab a beer and tell them good luck so i saw them i saw uh, that team and then when i went across the street i saw um i want to say it was one of the roush teams man dude that's solid you know what and matt and i were talking about let's just go anyways even if we can't watch the race but we decided not to because then we left his wife at home all weekend with the kids so we were like it'll just be easier if we just stay here and then we we have free beer. We spend less money, whatever. And now I'm like, that was dumb. <laughs> right? But uh-huh. Vegas did, uh, Las Vegas Motor Speedway was either going to like refund our tickets or refund a credit for Las Vegas. And it was 120% credit. So we took that and that's good for the spring race and or the uh, fall race next year. And spring race is in February. So we'll probably be going to that. It'd be a lot cooler. Yeah, fans are allowed back. But it was kinda it was kinda crappy how the announcement came less than ten days before the event. It was li- um, literally. Yeah, so I know a lot of people you NASCAR isn't that expensive of a hobby uh to go see personally if you do it onesies or twosie times, but if you're out of the state, it's gonna cost you that much more right. for travel travel lodging and then the race itself where depending on you know how prepared you are if you don't get wasted you know before you enter the you know the the, the race you might be spending you know forty dollars on four beers i think they the beers were like i think the beers were eight or ten dollars for tall boys for jeff gordon's last time i was there which really isn't that bad um yeah and then like Every track has their own weird thing. If you have the Martinsville hot dog, you have uh, Texas mm-hmm. has its own little weird thing. It's like a, it's like a sixteen inch hot dog that has everything under the sun on it. 
Um, Indianapolis even has some some kind of weird thing going on with it. And, if, and then when you guys come to Phoenix uh, next month, or sorry, in November, uh, they got some weird nachos and stuff like that. So like every well, track has that, but you're going to be paying a hefty dollar for you and your family. Right. We still haven't found out if we can go to Phoenix yet. I just got the call last week that, that you can go. I, that I can go. Um, they said it's still tentative, but as far as like me being a season ticket holder, that I'm one of I guess the few was eight thousand people that are able able to go. Wow, that's right, it. We need to look into it then. Yeah, man. so I don't even think that's going to cover like not even half a grandstand. I mean, obviously if they're going to spread this out. Uh, yeah. Kind of like they did with Bristol the first time they actually had fans. I, I think Bristol was the first race during COVID season that you know brought fans back, but like even then, it still looked empty. So we'll uh, we'll see how it is. Hopefully, they give us that you know the actual shaded area. Yeah, hopefully, you keep us posted. Like keep us updated with anything you get, Chris. Oh yeah, I'm gonna definitely. go look as soon as this episode's done. So I definitely want to go to that. Yeah. We'll go look as soon. I'll, we'll look when I come over for football, Matt. Okay. Start doing some research. Start making yeah. some plans. Because I, I Cause love I know to go. And I know your wife was talking about actually going to it also. So not just you and I this time. It would be all of us. Yeah. Take the take the families out there. We'll go see Chris. Watch some some cars go fast. I don't want to go. Drink some beers. Oh, you know what I'm going to do, though? I'm going to make Chrissy pickles. Make <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Let's not do that. Chris says it like pickles, but he's never had a pickle to know if he likes pickles or not. So it makes no sense. I don't Zero. get it. I mean, sometimes you, you don't have to have something to know if you don't like it. Yes, you do. No. That's exactly how that works. Yeah, that's no, what that's, I was going to no, say. You can, that's exactly that's, how that works, Chris. That's, that's what biased is. That's what being biased. <laughs> you are ridiculous. You're gonna, swear, uh, Please. Okay. If we come out to Phoenix for the race, will you just try a pickle? I would rather take no, Dale James' I didn't recipe. Ask you that. I, would, I don't. I don't think I'm trying pickle. Maybe for the fans, I might try that. But I would rather. I would much rather try Dale Junior's recipe of having mayonnaise and uh, a banana as a sandwich. It's called a banana sandwich. That sounds pretty it's gross. Off. With mayonnaise. Yes. Uh, that, that's the thing. It's bread. It's bread. To, it's yes. It's bread, banana, and mayonnaise. That's it. And that it's delicious. Terrible. It's delicious. You know, it's funny. Because you remember when I left your house the other night and I told you we came back home and Jay ate um, lasagna, a salad, and then he wanted a banana sandwich. And I was like, man, a banana sandwich sounds good. So I had half his banana sandwich. Banana sandwiches are bomb. Yeah, I've heard them with off. peanut butter, but not mayo. Yes, bomb. It's a North Carolina thing. Was that kind of like when people put mayonnaise on their corn cob and stuff like that? That's disgusting. Butter, salt, and pepper. That's what goes on corn. <laughs> that, uh, you're gonna, you know what, Matthews? When I come out there, you're eating a banana sandwich and a freaking pickle. Done. Oh, might as well just <laughs> yeah. put the pickle on the sandwich. <laughs> just get it I'll all over with one I shot. Shove the, get everything. <laughs> I will shove the pickle down your throat. You're eating a pickle. Uh, I don't really even understand you. Anyways, the whole reason I was telling you about pickles was because. The commissary here, Matt and I went and got sandwiches for all the kids the other day. Um, and they had a jar, just this big old boar's head glass jar in the deli section. And it had one pickle in it and all this juice. And I was like, hey, what do you guys do with that juice when all the pickles are gone? And they were like, uh, we dump it. And I was like, well, what? <laughs> so I, 
So I ordered a glass jar on Amazon that's got a little spout on it, and I dropped it off with them yesterday, and I picked it back up today, and now i got a gallon of pickle juice. That's a dedication right there. For free. That's for amazing. Free. You know what? What if what if we could try we could try pickle juice and it wouldn't even have to be um I won't even make you try a pickle, but you take a shot of Jameson and you then you chase it with pickle juice. It's called a pickleback. Let's try that. I one. was thinking that same thing. It'll be nice and easy for him. Yeah. Would you do yeah, a shot I'm of Jameson? Just gonna, I'm, I'm gonna start cracking some some cold ones before that happens. That's fine. That's fine, but you're going to do it. That's fine. Loose. It's done. It's done. It's happening. And we'll eat banana sandwiches while we're doing it. Uh, Got it. Matt, I'm going to make you a banana sandwich sometime this week. That, that sounds terrible. It does. It really does. I completely agree with that. But it is delicious. All right. Anyways, we've been recording for like 20 minutes now and I haven't even talked about the peppers. <laughs> Talking about pickles and Danica Patrick. What a waste of time. Um... <laughs> So, the cup race was, I thought it was actually a really interesting race. I liked it. It turned um, out pretty well. The cautions happened at the exact right time to make it an interesting race. It had, it had its moments early on, but the way that the cautions worked out in the last, what, 100 laps in stage three, uh, it made that race. It, I think that made that race instead of break it. Yeah. Oh, 100%. That's when things started getting shook up and interesting. Yeah. So the start of the race, uh, Chase, I think, I picked Chase to win yesterday, and I told Matt I had a really good feeling about it because Chase won both stages during the spring race. Um, And I just, I don't know, I had a good feeling that Chase was going to win yesterday. And then at the start of the race, I thought it was actually possible. And he he came flying right he out there. He shot like a cannon. Yeah, he, Did he, he looked he good was, out there on the track. Yes, he was pushing the crap out of Harvick and then took the lead on the very first lap and stayed there until that first competition caution. And then Denny Hamlin ended up winning stage one. And then Chase ended up winning stage two. And then after stage two, it got pretty insane, I thought. That whole yeah. race, I kind of just I chalked it up to either Denny or Chase winning. And Chase always had the better car in the, you know, in the beginning of the stint or the, you know, the run and i was like man chase is just going around away with this and we don't really see that necessarily on chase elliott we don't necessarily see him being a dominate you know all three all three uh stages type of driver he's usually there he's usually up in the top five top ten uh during all his race wins but, you know excluding um the road, you know, the road course wins, but even then, the you know, the man kind of kind of messed himself up in the road. But if we're talking about Chase Elliott being, a, you know, a dominating driver like Harvick and Hamlin's been, he's always been there, and it's, it's kind of he's always gets overlooked. I think this year I by his performances, one hundred. So I think people count him out, and they don't think that he he has a chance to make it up there. And it's like, you know, he ended up finishing twenty second yesterday, and I I blame Ryan Newman for that one, but. Uh, he ended up finishing 22nd, but we we just saw this a few weeks ago when him and MTJ wrecked, and I think he what he finished that race 20th, and then MTJ finished 22nd, and he bounced back the next week, so it was all good. Um, well, I wouldn't say bounce back, but he did good. Um, yeah, I think Chase has a, a good chance, which is crazy because he's literally only two above the cut line and only, like, by 10 points. So yesterday's race hurt him as far as the standings go but i think he'll bounce back from it 
no problem. Oh, he can easily make that up, especially if going to Dega. He's great at Dega, and then the last course is before the end of this round is is the Roval, and he's solid you know there what, too. Yeah, we know what Chase is like there. Uh, yeah, I think he's got a good chance. But man, Joey Logano yesterday. Ooh, this guy's Joey? on a whole nother <laughs> level, bro. Well, I mean, he, I mean, him and his friends were out there, right? His friends. <laughs> he made friends. All zero of them. He didn't make one damn friend yesterday. He did not make the first guy he blocks was MTJ. The second guy he blocks is Chase. Joey, and then him and Kyle, him and Kyle got into it. Oh, that up. was nuts. And that's yeah. probably the, the least, I guess, egregious, you know, of, you know, offense he had that whole right. that whole weekend because uh, you know uh, Kyle was going in the middle, and right as they going into the corner, uh, I want to say it was Hamlin took him three wide. Yep. Right? Yeah, he, so he Hamilton took him three wide, like at the last possible second. So for a spotter, I can see Joey thinking like, "Oh, this guy's just keeping me up high, so I'm just you know I'm gonna rub his fender." Um, and it was a late call. Obviously, they got through it, kind of, yeah. uh, for the most part. I thought it was gonna be a bigger wreck than than possible. If you're playing i racing, everyone's oh, dying behind 100%, you. hundred <laughs> percent. I thought that was gonna get crazy. But uh, that that would have had some real implications there. That uh, that would have been crazy. But for for Joey to do what he did, he started off not making friends, and I think that actually kind of that's going to hurt him during this whole playoff run. Oh, I think uh, so. Especially especially uh, you know next week going to Dega, like you need your teammate. You need you need Brad and Blaney and all these guys. Uh, obviously, we're going to see the whole manufacturer slash team kind of, you know, binding up and everything like that. But if, if Joey decides to start playing his own game again, uh, I don't think I don't think uh, everyone's everyone's going to be on board to help him, yeah. and much less anyone's going to check up for him if he, you know, decides to drop to the back or try to make a pass. So we might just see somebody, you know, take themselves out just to not let Logano win, um, and you, you can see the same thing. Again. Yeah, and. The, the best person for that would be Martin Truex after he was failed, you know, after Martin was fa- uh, failed to uh, talk Joey out of being, you know, a champion that year after that Martinsville, I think, two years ago. Yeah, I think it all depends on uh, where MTJ's. I, mean, I could see MTJ doing it, but MTJ's not going to do it if it's going to ruin his chances. There's a good chance it's going to be somebody who's already out. But yeah, maybe Willie B will do it. Oh, Willie B has a different target in mind. I'm telling you that. I think Willie B likes to take his own team at the, at the last. That man has been the last caution, a last you know, a couple of races in the row. Well, not in the row, but this season. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the last and, two alone were due to Christopher Bell. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Bell, better watch what... out. He's gonna get dumped. <laughs> Break checking. Oh. I don't know how you mm. do that in the straight during, you know, the highest part of traffic and people are still, like, behind you. You decide to just run it up in the wall and hit the brakes. Yeah. Well, last week made zero sense. Last week, I have no idea what Christopher Bell was doing. This week, I don't think it was Christopher Bell's fault so much, but it just so happened to be Willie B who was right behind him this time. And that's just pure coincidence, I think, and crazy, crazy bad luck for Willie B. He was yeah. running in the top 10 there for a little bit. Yeah, he was up there for a while. Yeah. I feel like this year the rookies have made more, you know, 
quote-unquote rookie mistakes. It's been really weird seeing these guys with, you know, three years or less experience just make really bad calls. Like uh, when Tyler Reddick was going for the lead during one of the Super Speedway yep. races and then completely just went into the wall before he, you know, was cleared. Um, then you see John Hunter last night. I, I don't know who's ever told him, but you need to hold your brakes if you've already gone down to the apron once and I you're trying to gather your car back my up. My butthole well, puckered I, up so much when he started swear, floating back up. Swear, but I don't think I don't think he knew he didn't have steering at that point. I think he was trying to whip it real quick and like just keep going down the apron. But when he hit that gas, he had zero steering, so he went straight up the track. And then that was when, um, was it Eric Jones and Stenhouse got into it, right? Yep. Yeah. And yep. then Stenhouse was done. But that, that's yeah, that the thing, crazy. though. It's like he did that, but he, the yellow's already out. Your place is already held up, unless, you know, yeah, unless you your car stayed. is. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one of those things where if you went back up and say, you know, I mean, we've seen Kyle Bush save cars plenty of times at Super Speedways, and it's almost been the same thing. But when the car comes back up, they're not going to hit the driver's side. But you're getting T-boned, and that's not going to feel good for the person hitting you. That's no. not going to be, you know, feel good for the person getting hit. And if anything, it's going to collect, you know, five or ten cars. Like we, we're probably going to see that next week in at Talladega, and hopefully someone's able to, you know, correct their car in a fast enough time to where we don't have somebody like Brent, you know, Brendan Gaughan just flying. You know, going into three, that man was in the air for a good yeah. like hundred feet before you know he touched the, the and Brendan Gaughan's a big boy too. Yeah, oh yeah. To get that car off the ground with that much airtime, woo, that was insane. It's gonna be interesting, that's for sure. That was insane. I felt bad but, for Eric Jones though because I know that guy's still trying to get his spot, so that sucked. And then Austin Dillon, what a time for Austin Dillon to have Austin Dillon luck. Yeah, crapped out. If we uh, yeah. play Vegas terms, he was running good all race, and he lost those belts. And that he's was a had wrap. Such a, yeah, he's had such a great playoffs, and again, like this is kind of what I expected. You know what I mean? I didn't expect the first three weeks for Austin Dillon to be like what they were. This is what I expected from him. Um, even though it was no fault of his own, right? It's just like it's always some something dumb like that. It seems to take him out or he's involved in a wreck or he just doesn't have the car that day, which I don't understand because of the money on the children's team. But yeah, that's, that kind of sucked for Austin Dillon. But yeah, so now it's Kyle's below the cut. Boyer, Amarola and Dillon are all below the cut now. But I think, I think Kyle's only below by like nine points. And then Boyer's like. Boyer's at 20 below. Yeah. Boyer's at 20. He's just like 11 more below and then Bowman's only nine above and Chase is only 10 above. Logano's only 11. Like literally from Logano down, actually MTJ down. So you you up to Brad K. Well, Brad K's still 58 above the cut line, but then you got MTJ at 16, Logano at 15, Elliot or no. No, you're right. It is Brad K that's at 16. Yeah. Yeah, Brad Case, it's Hamlin that's at 58. Mm-hmm. So Brad K was 16, then 15, 11, 10, 9. Like, it's close. It is close. It's very close. And with these next two tracks, literally anything can happen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. These are the two craziest tracks to shake it up. It's yep. insane. 
It's going to be interesting. It was really cool to see Kurt pull off the win, though. I absolutely loved it. I'm not going to lie. I don't know if it was how much I drank or what, but it did actually make me tear up. Yeah, you started getting emotional. Me being a chick. I don't know. When he got out of the car, when he got out of the car and he was beating on the roof, and then he just, like, kind of, like, scooped it all all into him. Yeah. Yeah. And then almost like a hugging. And then you could see, that's, they wasn't being a chick. I, when I see men cry, it gets me. And when he finally lifted his head up, he was crying. But how cool is that? Not only did he win, but what a time to win. During the playoffs, so now he's locked into round two, yep. and then that's his first win at his home track. Yep, that's just cool. that man has such an emotional victory every single time he's had a victory, and I think that just speaks to his legacy. I think Kurt Busch is literally one of those drivers that has won a lot. The man has won a championship, mm-hmm. but he's driven for multiple big name teams. I mean, he's driven for Roush, he's driven for Penske. Uh, he had a couple, you know, he had some trouble. Literally went and fixed his personal life to come back. Yeah. Came back, drove for, was it, Furniture Row. One, I want to say, in that car. Yeah. Uh, he's one in everything he's driven in, team-wise. Um, eventually went over to uh, Stuart Haas, won there. Won the Daytona 500, in fact, <laughs> in that car, yeah. that 41 car. Then, you know, now he's over... Uh, and Ganassi, and these are big name teams, and he's the one with every single one of them. He hasn't, you know, dominated like say Kevin Harvick or Kyle Busch and stuff like that. But that man has won in everything that he's that he's been able to dr- uh, drive in his NASCAR career. It says yeah, a lot about him as a driver. Yeah, he came in there with a thirty-five to one odds, and that's that's not something you can really <laughs> like overcome. So that is it's really awesome to see Kurt Busch back in victory lane. At yeah. any time of the year. Really. There was a time I thought Kurt might actually be done in racing. And you remember when he came back, when he when he was having all that trouble and he came back, like he wasn't even gaining sponsors at that point. He was running a pretty bland matte black car and with very, very little sponsorship on it. And then he just keeps fighting. He keeps fighting. And I think it was like, I was a Kurt Busch fan in the beginning. And then... I was not a Kurt Busch fan for a little while when it just seemed like he had such an ego and such an attitude problem. And then he fixed his stuff. He fixed himself, came back, and now he's a new guy. And you know what? Almost every single time Kurt Busch does an interview, he brings up the military. And I like that, too. Oh, 100%, man. He's That's a solid dude right there. Yeah. It was great to see. I was really, really happy for him yesterday. I mean, like, other than my driver winning, that's probably the the other best outcome, I think. It's always nice think, when these drivers can win their hometown track. Yeah. I think oh. it would have been satisfied either way, because Maddie D was that close. I was close. about to say that was, was where I was that going. Close, so, so close. Maddie D came in second yesterday, man. And he's still, his contract isn't set for next year either. So him, Eric Jones, a lot of people are looking for rides next year. There's so much talent out there, too, and very little places for them to go. I don't know. Yeah, good job, Matty D. That was awesome. Especially with all like the pressure he's probably going through right now. Yeah. But yeah, you know what? You know, I've noticed, I mean, Matty D seems to perform under pressure. As soon as he found out he wasn't being brought back last year, what did he do? He goes out and finishes second to Hamlin at Bristol. Yep. And, and this year, 
He's still fighting. He just got knocked out of the playoffs last week. He's fighting for a contract next year, hoping Wood Brothers will re-sign him. And he finishes second. To, and he held off Denny Hamlin finishing second yeah. yesterday at Vegas. He was out there tussling with them big boys. I thought Hamlin was going to take it from him. And he did not. He held him off. I love Matt, Matt B. Benedetto. I, I really think he has a, a future in this sport for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to see him win. I, I, I'm very excited to see his first win. I think it's coming. And then, well, <laughs> I was thinking a first win. Not ever, but like this season, KFB still winless. And now he's below the cut line. Yep. That poor guy. But I did like how he came up to Kurt after and tap his car. Oh, yeah. Bump into him, like super excited for him. I thought that was really cool because... Gave him a couple love taps. Yeah. That was probably the happiest KFB's been all year, to be honest. I swear. And, and, and Kyle actually had a car yesterday and did not cheat this week. So good job, Kyle. Um, he had a good car yesterday, but his pit crew, all his pit stops, he had one pit stop that was like 16 seconds when his right, uh, right front tire uh, guy was changing the tire. That's when the gun went out? Yeah, and the gun went yeah. out. Yeah. And he's like, he holds it up immediately, like, so good on that guy. He holds up the gun, smacks it, starts running to the pit wall. But nobody was like, I feel like that could have been salvaged much quicker because that dude was on it. But then he had to jump over the wall and go get himself another gun. Like, that was kind of confusing to me. But then Kyle had another pit stop. It was like a minute and almost a minute and a half. I think it was like a minute 20, something like that. But he still didn't finish bad for all his issues you know what i mean right like he still ended up finishing sixth oh that's solid yeah he had he had a good car yesterday i genuinely do believe that chase had the car yesterday and then hamlin was probably number two but with that with that late pit after that last caution and kurt and Di benedetto and all those guys staying out like it just worked out for him and i thought it was really cool that kurt won in the but, right place at the right time, I guess. Everything just shook up and played out for him. Yeah. As oh, it was, when those guys got out front, and they were they were running away from everybody. Chase yeah. and Hamlin all day. Yep. Yeah. Which I did. Go, go ahead. ahead. I'm not going to go ahead, because every time I go ahead, when you tell me to, you talk anyway. So I'm not going <laughs> <laughs> to. Right, no, right. What I was going to say was, I think what, was, what made the last hundred laps or so like so great was we got to see all of these cars with the, you know the low horsepower you know high downforce stuff like that is these guys are going four sometimes five wide at a mile and a half track trying to gain everything that they could and i believe denny hamlin on the last restart tried to go low he was pushing cars way out in front of him i forgot i think it was the benedetto that was second he pushed the benedetto all the way up to kurt's bumper and then tried to go low and couldn't make both passes yeah. happen. And he just got stalled out. But if you imagine if it was back to the high the high horsepower package that, you know, these guys couldn't do these things. And I think that's what makes um, the products that we've been seeing on the track this year so great is because everyone can stay with each other yeah. after the first couple of laps. And it just takes forever for, you know, the cars to get spread out. Because even way back in, you know, 20th and, and 30th, even those guys are going three or four wide. And if, say, a wreck happened, you can have somebody that's been sitting in there like Joey O'Donnell was a lap down for a good bit during that race. Um, mm-hmm. 
And once he got back on the lead lap, that man did not have that far to go to get, you know, back into the, you know, the teens. So right. to see the to see the restarts, uh, especially during this race, made made everything that much more exciting besides the people that, you know, finished in the top five. And I, I have to give credit to NASCAR and the fact that these guys are, you know, willing to, you know, go balls out during every restart instead of trying to protect their protect their stuff. Yeah. So it's it's really crazy to see like how far they're willing to go, and I'm hoping it carries them next week. If it's Talladega, I think it will. Yeah. Um, I know there was that one restart where I can't remember who it was. I know MTJ was up there, and I want to say it was Logano. It's Logano or Hamlin. Chase takes it three wide, and then Logano or Hamlin takes it four wide, and MTJ looked like he was just like, "Nah, I'm out." Like, he looked like he just left that situation and just, like, checked up a little bit and was like, you three can do this. I'm not about to be in the middle of this mess. It was There was some awesome restarts yesterday. Yeah, they, they got scary quick. They, whew, terrifying. But Super it, it terrifying. was awesome to see. Man, it was a good race. I enjoyed it. I'm very, very excited for Talladega. I oh, cannot yeah. wait. You know, we talk about paint schemes every single week. Pretty much, I think. We bring it up like every episode, don't we? Yeah. Clint Boyer was running that dark green with the dogs on it. Yep. I don't like that car. I actually, I don't know what it the is. more I, I like, looked at it, the more I like the dogs I on it. it. I, I like the, the dogs. dogs on it. I just didn't like the, the color. I think, yeah, I think it's the green. Yeah, the the color is gross. Yeah. But then like that, that white fading from the back to the front, but it's like a dog paw. I thought that was pretty neat for them to throw in there. Yeah. I like, um, I did not like John Hunter Nemechek's car either. Nope. That he almost had like, um, like Bubba's cash app green. Yep. Almost. It was a little more subdued, less in your face, but it was not my favorite. I love Newman's car. I that do like Newman's white, car. white, gray, and red, man. Yeah. I liked and, uh, Dylan's car. Yeah. I did. Yep. I think I liked Eric Jones also. You know what I don't like? And Matt and I were just talking about this the other day. On the windshield, very top, it says playoffs. That's it. I miss when we had the green sticker and the green spoiler. Well, they have silver. It doesn't matter. I know. I was was just saying they they have silver right now. It says playoffs, but it also has a silver trim on the spoiler. Not that you can ever see that. You might as well have underglow from Bristol back. Exactly, yeah. like real thing. But I would yeah, love it's, that. It's it's been a terrible year to figure out who's in the playoffs and not. But you know, NBC already does this whole thing where you look at the ticker and it says top five. Then under that, it says playoff top five. Then under that, it shows like the rest of the board. But it goes like car sixteen and back. And I'm sitting there, I'm trying to figure out where you know half the drivers are at. And I'm like, why does it say Kevin Harvick three times on here? And you know what's stupid is well. Not stupid, but me, because I was drinking. I remember watching it, and it, I think it said Kevin Harvick at number one, and I was looking at it, and I was like, Kevin Harvick's thought he'd have been in the top five right now. Why does it say he's leading the race? And then I was like, oh, duh. That's the playoff standings. I didn't like it. I want my colors back. Yep. It's really tough to look at. <laughs> I want the yeah. cars to pop so everybody knows. Yeah, and then I think, too, maybe, like, I mean, I'm sure spotters are up there, like, letting these guys know that this is a playoff driver around you. But I would prefer, like, if the people in front, the drivers in front of playoff drivers could see the green 
in their rear view and then the guys behind them could see it on their spoiler. Like it just something more obvious so we know these guys are in the playoffs. I don't know. I stand the other drivers. Granted, I'm sure spotters are like that's MTJ or that's Chase or Logano or whatever, but I just want well, more. I, I think for the spotters, it's you know it's hard for them, especially when like say Bubba Wallace's spotter is going to be a little bit hard for him because that, that you know Bubba this year has gotten like five or six major sponsorships, and yeah. you know you're sitting there one you know one week you see you know nasty green cash app, the next week you got I don't even know what you call that. Like passion fruit, DoorDash, like it's it's weird. So you have, see, so like on one week you're seeing green, the next week you're seeing red. Week after that, it's back to kind of that that petty classic color. You know, the week after that, you got like Beats or the Air Force car. So it's like yep. these fathers are like constantly going. Where's where's my guy at? You know, it's over super easy for <laughs> it's super easy for Denny Hamlin spotter. Yeah, <laughs> he never changes his, his stuff. I nope. think it's worse for the Pinsky guys when they when uh, a couple of years ago they had the Vegas and everyone had either like a Menards or a Pennzoil and it was yeah. like it was like the <laughs> same know, color. I'm just sitting there looking at it. Yep. What was it? It was the um, it was the Darlington, the throwback race when we were watching Radioactive and one of the spotters I think was talking I think he was talking to Joey Logano and he was like, "Man, I already lost your car. There's so many red cars yep. out here today," and he was and they were on pit road parked on pit road and his spotter had already lost <laughs> track of his car yeah That's i could so see that yeah pinsky likes to swap schemes a lot well i mean i can colors, i can never tell I the difference like, between uh matt de benedetto and then you know he has menards half the time and i almost equate that to ryan blaney which i have to almost no. equate that to paul menard i'm just sitting there like right is you know 21 well, 12 to, yeah blaney was in the 21 too so I do the exact same thing. I'll be sitting there watching G. Benedetto go around, and I'll be like, good job, Blaney. And then I'm like, wait, that's not Blaney anymore. That hasn't been Blaney for like two years, and I still call him Blaney. I still call Paul Menard. <laughs> right, I've done yeah. that too. That's that's how bad it is. I'm just like, yeah. change the scheme just a little bit, please. Matt and I get super messed up because it's like the 17, 47, 37. Those all swapped around yep. this year. Like Stenhouse, Priests, and... Who's the other one? What numbers did I just say? Coilage? I can't remember now. I don't know. But we're always like, wait, who is that? That's not Stenhouse. And they're yeah. like, oh, yeah. Stenhouse is in the 47, where Priest was in the 47 last year, and now he's in the 30. It's so confusing. Yeah, it's, it's bad, too, because like Stenhouse is 47. When he when he's doing well, you, you know, you can tell him apart. When he's doing bad, he's back there, you know, his old team. Like, I think him and the 17 got together last night, yep. and I was like, oh, Ricky Stenhouse just, oh, wait, no, wait. The, uh, Rick, Ricky, no, that's not Ricky. Ricky's, okay. Yep. I was just sitting there like, who, <laughs> who's hitting who? And then I think that same team, like the 47, like you also have a Ryan Priest. So I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh, Lord, there goes Ricky Sittenhouse. And then it's like, oh, around goes Ryan Priest. I'm like, oh, come on now. I just get yep. confused so bad about half these guys. And then even then I start thinking it's AJ Allmendinger. Oh, yeah. I see that. Maybe they'll all stick to similar numbers next year and we'll be okay. They're not going to. We're going to be super confused next year with Bubba. Oh, yep. terrible. I was just about to terrible. say, what do you guys think about that whole partnership? I regardless, think it's cool. Yeah, it's going to be pretty cool regardless of, you know, how people feel about Michael Jordan's uh, ownership or business tact, you know, in his uh, Charlotte slash, uh, you know, his Bobcats era stuff. Uh, the man brings money. You're going to see 
plenty of sponsorship, you know, more opportunities on that car. I believe it's going to be the number 23 car. I don't think anyone else has driven that. The last time I seen 23 was Dr. Pepper, and that was kind of like a false false thing because I think they ran Dr. Pepper and Burger King and something fell through with that. But um, it's probably going to be a 23 car. You're probably going to see a, a mix of Jordan-type uh, cars. I, I would assume the first throwback race would probably be like the Air Force Ones that everyone always talks about. I would and, hope you know, so. There's, there's going to be so many opportunities for that team to make some money, gather all that money, and then have a decent run, you know, towards uh, a playoff run. I wouldn't say that Bubba would, you know, win any races his first year or two, but I can definitely see that that, that team and that car is going to do well enough to kind of combat, say, the Austin Dillons and, you know, the Cole Custers, those guys that – barely squeak in or even have a chance of, you know, sniffing the wind. But it's a, it's a pretty exciting time. It's 2020 has been a weird year for yeah. drivers, teams, cars, sponsorships. Everything has been weird this year. For all sports. Yeah. I know Steph showed insane. me a couple of, like, I guess, like, concept art for paint schemes for the 23 Ooh, they car. they were so pretty. Man, they look amazing. They so pretty. I think it's such a smart partnership, honestly, because – Michael Jordan's got the money, the backing, and people are going to come watch because it's Michael Jordan. Like, he's going to bring people in just because of his name. And then Denny Hamlin knows the ins and outs of NASCAR. Dude's yep. not dumb, and he's a great driver. Yeah. I think, it's, I think it's smart. And you got Bubba in that car? I think it's the right person, too. But I now, do you think that's going to raise issues when the season starts? Like, how much does he invest in to a competitor on the track? Versus going out there and try to stay focused and win his races kind of thing. Oh, no. I, I think don't think that's going to be an issue at all. I don't think it's going to affect anything. Um, no. I mean, Denny's always had FedEx. He's had, you know, onesie, twosie sponsorships here and there. But he's still a Joe Gibbs driver. They might use Joe Gibbs equipment. I think if they run a Toyota, they'll use Joe Gibbs equipment. And mm -hmm. it'll be, you know, basically just kind of how the 95 car is now where you have basically the, all the equipment, but none of the money, you know, to engineer the stuff, you know, to the to the highest point of, you know, competitiveness. But as far like as Denny... and Wood Brothers. Yeah, so as far as, like, Denny kind of, you know, trying to play favorites, I don't think he can. And if anything, I think once his contract's up, he's going to start, you know, stockpiling that money, and that one-car team might be a two-car team. I think Still so under too. Gibbs, because he has a great relationship with, you know, Joe Gibbs. Yeah. Um, so it's it's going to be, I think that's going to be one of those weird powerhouse teams that doesn't have, you know, the name brand towards it. Like, he doesn't run under Joe Gibbs, and I don't think it's going to be like a Denny Hamlin engine. Not yet, anyhow. But it's going to be a great, like, partnership. I don't think you could mix two better things together. I don't. I was thinking just along the terms of they're running one, too. Like, how much slack does he give Bubba? Or, well, we, or I mean, does we've he... Seen we saw what happened at Daytona a couple years ago. <laughs> so, I, mean, I it, think it'd be hard for me as a driver if my car that I own is right next to me. I don't want to dump them because then you're losing money, but you still want the race win. But Denny's not the driver that that typically dumps people, anyways. He's not Joey Logano. He's not out there being reckless right now, so I don't think that that's really going to be an issue. I think more so along the lines of what could be an issue is Bubba doing that because Bubba will dump people. And I'm going to tell you right now, the first time Bubba Wallace dumps Denny Hamlin is the last time Bubba Wallace dumps Denny <laughs> Hamlin. Oh, definitely. 
That will never happen again. He gonna, he's going to get his pee-pee smacked. That'd be a great morning meeting. Right? <laughs> uh, Can you imagine straight to the holler? Yep. Denny calls him in and just, oh, man, I kind of want that to happen now. Right. Start, start some drama. It. Yeah. That would be fun. I don't know. I'm super excited. I think it's a very, very smart partnership. And then Denny and Jordan have been friends for such a long time. Like, and it just makes sense. 100%. I think it's going to draw in a lot more fans to the sport, too. Mm-hmm. Just having that Jordan name anywhere, re- like, related to racing. Yeah. It's going to reach a whole whole other audience. And it'll be good to see. I think so. I'm excited. I'm very excited for next season. Like, I'm still excited for the, the playoffs here. Like, I'm still amped about it. But I'm already looking forward to 2021. And especially if we're, like, really allowed back, you know, I can't wait. And I can't I wait to see. With you. Yeah. yeah, I can't wait to see what all the new, the new, uh, all the new teams where other drivers are going. Um, what happens with Eric Jones and Dee Benedetto? Like, I can't wait. I'm excited about this show because you know during the off season, you know we don't have to re- recap a race. We can just recap almost anything, talk about any subject. And I'm sure we're going to stumble upon like you know sponsorships and paint jobs. Like those two easiest things you could talk about all day. You can probably have a six-hour podcast where, you know, one of us keeps going to Taco Bell, getting more tacos and, you know, beans, kind of like you did. And uh, (laughs) we just keep talking about uh, sponsorships. And pickles. Uh, And pickles, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) I like how I slid that maybe in there. Maybe. Uh, You can say maybe all you want. I'll tell you right now, you're going to have a pickle and you're going to be like, damn, I've been missing out. Uh, Where have these been my whole life? In the refrigerator section, because those are my favorite ones, but then they got pickles on normal aisles, too. You've never had a fried pickle? Nope. You're from Texas. Fried pickles are amazing. You're the weirdest. I don't... Uh, I think we'll go ahead and do our greatest take, worst take, and what would you change about Las Vegas? Matt, you can go first. Well, obviously, the worst take was, once again... Christopher Bell can't figure out what pedal to hit. Brake checks Willie B and he's done for. Yeah. Uh, greatest take was seeing Kurt win at his home track. I really liked that. That was an emotional win for him. Yeah. Something he's been after for a long time. Um, if I could change anything, I would say start the race later in the afternoon. Just so I could see those cars under the lights more. That's yeah. really it. I mean, I enjoyed the race. It, it was pretty pedestrian i love it yeah the, uh, <laughs> the first like half or so maybe even three quarters but then it started getting spicy there towards the end and it had spicy. me on the edge of my seat i like it spicy what about you chris uh worst take is uh you know rookie drivers kind of messing up the race uh, i don't think you should ever turn back up the track when you just finished spinning and you haven't you know you know crash or anything like that the best take is obviously the top three you know winning uh obviously kurt winning it's great to see him back in victory lane uh, i've never seen so much emotion out of one guy you know on yeah. his last three yeah. wins i think he won he basically beats his brother the time before and then the time before that i want to say the man won at daytona yep i think that was the last time when he was driving you know silver sewer awesome uh, if there's anything I needed to change or wanted to change, I would say 
make Vegas your all-star race or make Vegas your, uh, what was it, back like the Noble, you know, where you won like a million dollars. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, have a graphic or something, you know, with like Vegas odds of, you know, a driver winning. And that way, you know, you can see like, hey, if I wanted to put $100 on this one driver, how much would I get back? And Dude, I think like, obviously like Kev- Kevin and Kevin and Denny's like a two to one. So you only get, you know, you only get, you know, your money back in a little bit. But if somebody like Kurt Busch was to win, oh my gosh. Yeah. I should have, I should have betted on one of those guys to win. But uh, yeah, that, that'd be what I would change. It was a great race weekend. Yeah. I agree. What, what you about you? Yeah. Um, well, what was, I think my greatest, my greatest, I'm with you guys on that, was seeing uh, Kurt win. I thought that was so awesome. And other than like my driver, Matty V winning, best outcome, I think. Um, I think my worst, I'm, uh, I think my worst, I don't really know if I have a worst take from this, honestly. Like, I'm not even mad about like the rookie mistakes and stuff either because cautions wouldn't have come out when they did had that not happened. And when the people who were affected, granted, I like Eric Jones, but he's not in the playoffs. So they didn't ruin like guys days who really needed this. You know what I mean? Fair. Yeah, no, I can see that. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not, I don't really have a worse take from it. If I could change anything, I think I'm with you, Matt, but instead of making it later, Make it a Saturday night race. And oh, then, yeah. Yeah, and then I'm not worried about... Because we missed the first three laps watching the end of the Panthers game. Yep. So then I'm not having... I think all races pretty much during football season need to be on Saturdays once we hit that point. Like, I just don't... I don't want to have to compete uh, with between football and NASCAR. Granted, we had like... We had four different screens up yesterday watching everything, but still... Yeah. Oh man. I need to buy more TVs is what I found out. We do. We need a we need at least ten more. <laughs> at least. Because uh. bet last weekend during the Bristol race, I would have had uh I would have had hockey on. I would have had golf on. What was it last weekend? I think it was competing with golf also. I'd have had it all on. We just need to start a fast cars and freedom like sports bar or something. You know what I'm saying? <gasps> I want to do that so bad. And we'll just line that bad boy with TVs. It's all TV sports all the time. Oh, and we made zero money the first half of 2020, though. <laughs> that was One of these days, we're going to have to do a video podcast uh, together. Yeah. I'm down. I'm down, but I'm like, we need to prepare for that because you should see me right now. I look like I drank all weekend. <laughs> yeah. We're in recovery mode right now. Right. <laughs> well, well, I also want to throw in a little congratulations to Gracie Trotter, who became the first female NASCAR, or sorry, first female ARCA-sanctioned race car winner. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah. That's pretty Good solid. Uh, she came up with the likes of Haley Deegan, who, you know, that's that's a big name person. Derek Krause, yeah. who's now in the truck series. Uh, they were actually all teammates at one point about two years ago, back when we were in California. And uh, if you ever see her, if you ever see like an actual like full body picture of her, that she is a she is a little girl, as she is like no more than maybe five, like five foot, like five foot two. She is very tiny, and to see someone like that wheel uh, was essentially 
the old body NASCAR cars, uh, the, like the body of it, you know, around a small, small uh, Vegas circuit. Uh, that is a tough feat. That is, that is not something that's easy. Uh, a lot of these guys, yeah, a lot of these guys, you know, come in here and, you know, they race was essentially, you know, they look like the same NASCAR cars that we see on TV, but man, the ARCA series is kind of lighting up. There's a lot of good drivers coming up. Yeah. I'm going to see in the next 10 years. I watch them when they're on. They're just not, Hulu is my only provider. So like, I don't, I don't get them often, but I watch them when they're on. Send me her name so I can check her out. Uh, I will definitely do that. Well, all right then. Um, so if you guys want to follow us on social media, we're at NASCAR WTN on Twitter and Instagram and Fast Cars and Freedom on Facebook. Um, if you have any questions or you would like to hear a topic discussed on the show, you can email us at fastcarsandfreedomwtn at gmail.com. And if you guys aren't following, aren't subscribed or anything, now's the time to do that here at the end of the old podcast. Um, Make sure you tell your friends. Get the word out there. We're always looking to improve. So send those questions. Tweet them out. Email them. Hit us up on Facebook. Make sure you guys leave a rate. Maybe comment on the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to it on and We'll try to get the content out there that you guys want. All right. Well, we're on to Talladega next week. Super exciting. Uh, the second race of round two. And I can't freaking wait. Congratulations to, again to Kurt Busch. This has been episode 10, Ricky Rudd, not Danica Patrick. And <laughs> we hope to see you in victory lane. Uh.